Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. My name is Stevie, and this podcast is dedicated to showing you, the ambitious, intelligent, current or aspiring online business owner or course creator, how to build a business that prioritizes time, freedom, happiness, and deep impact over relentless scale at any cost. If you aspire to a business that allows you to impact people at scale whilst working five-hour days with a lean remote team and high profit margins... This podcast is dedicated to showing you how. Ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot? Head to thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you a completely customized training with the entire path laid out for you. Hello, a huge welcome to this week's episode of the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. I decided to go all out for today's podcast episode. I don't normally do this, but today I have decided to. I have the most epic freebie that accompanies the content that we're talking about in today's episode. I should probably tell you what we're talking about in today's episode first, and then I'll tell you all about this freebie that I'm just frothing to let you know about and where to download it as well. So what we're talking about today is how to diagnose the health of your course business. Now, this is kind of the unsexy side of the roadmap to building a business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. So for anyone that hasn't listened to the podcast before, hello, a huge welcome to you. For anyone that has, you're probably familiar with this terminology, but we help business owners, specifically course creators. So whether you have a course or a program or whatever it is, you're an online educator 
to reach the lifestyle business sweet spot. And so we do that in two ways. We have our Launchpad program, which is for current and aspiring course creators to get the four key fundamentals in place. So basically to create their course, to create the selling system, to get it up and running, to launch the thing, which is why we call it Launchpad. Once you have that in place, you start to have a different set of challenges. And so what we then help certain course creators with is how to go from having the course, having the selling system, having all of the, you know, the key assets that you need to get up and running created to the end game. Now, the end game is different for everyone. There are going to be some people that say, I want to build a business that I want to exit for multiple millions of dollars. I want to build a big empire. All power to you. Our end game that we help people with is achieving the lifestyle business sweet spot. What that very specifically looks like is a high profit margin business working five hour days with a lean remote team. Now, the reason why I say that the topic of today's podcast episode is kind of the unsexy path to get there is that we're talking about some of the data points that you need to be aware of when it comes to the running of your business in terms of, you know, the health of it. So how are different elements of your business running? A lot of the time we want to kind of stick our head in the sand or just focus on the sexy front end things of business. And that is completely understandable up to a certain point. But at a certain point, you need to start to look at, I call it like the iceberg effect, not just the things that are on top of the iceberg that you can see on the front end, the marketing and the sales and all of that sort of thing that you necessarily need to be focusing on in the early days because you need to be making money. If you're not making money, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. But once you have the marketing and the sales sorted to a certain extent, we're always looking to improve and to optimize and, you know, innovate on that side, you've got to look under the iceberg. And there's a lot more under the iceberg that's on top of it. And so when it comes to the business diagnostic that I'm going to share with you today and how to use it to diagnose the health of your course business, I'm looking at things like looking at the profit in your business, looking at whether you have clarity on your business vision, looking at whether you have a clear metrics and tracking process in your business, whether you have financial forecasting and do you prioritize profit within your business. There's a lot of other different points, but these are all of the things that even though they might feel a little bit unsexy on the surface, and I can guarantee you they never get as much in terms of likes and comments and shares and all of the things as when I talk about marketing and sales, they're actually the things that give you the sexy thing, which is achieving the lifestyle business sweet spot. So that is the secret. Now you know the secret. It is actually these things that get you to the sexy outcome that you want. It is by focusing on these unsexy things that you get to the sexy outcome. So What I'm going to share today is a few of the key data points and questions that you need to be asking yourselves to start to know where the weak links are inside of your business. It's totally fine if you don't have, you know, a positive answer to any of these questions that I'm going to share with you, but it's the act of knowing that you don't have a positive answer to them that will allow you to start to carve a path towards getting a positive answer to them. (laughs) Okay. Now, Inside of our upcoming legacy program for established course creators looking to achieve the lifestyle business sweet spot, we actually have a 76-point 
diagnostic that we take them through and we'll be taking them through when the program officially kicks off in May. So if you want to get your hands on that entire 76-point diagnostic, this is extremely valuable. I question whether to take it out of the program or not, but there's so much additional value inside of that program. Like it is ridiculous. Like, for example, I have just spent not even the best part, the entirety of like the last three to four weeks working on this like business spreadsheet that basically manages your entire business for you. I've always had this within my own business and I've wanted to like give it the ultimate house lift. And so I've invested in doing that so that I can put it into the legacy program. Like it has everything you could possibly need, like the most beautiful financial projection spreadsheets, uh, exactly how to prioritize profit and to come up with a personal CEO budget that gives you everything that you need, quarterly planning cadences with very, very specific agendas for what to go through in a quarterly planning session. There's literally about 25 tabs. But anyway, I digress. It is the most beautiful thing ever. (laughs) So all of that is to say that there's so much additional value inside of Legacy that I do feel comfortable sharing this diagnostic with you. If you want to get your hands on it, what you need to do, because I don't really have the time and energy to set up an entire email system where you leave your email address and all of the things, that is literally the only reason I'm doing it this way, is that I want you to head to the.course.cartel on Instagram and DM me CEO. DM me CEO and I will send it to you. Now, it's not going to make any sense for you if you're not already a course creator. So you already do need to have a course or a program or a mastermind or something along those lines set up. If that is you, head to the.course.cartel on Instagram and DM me CEO and I'm going to give you the full diagnostic. All right, let's get into the points that I want to cover today. So these are some of the key questions that I want you to start to think about asking yourself when you're diagnosing the health of your business. Now, there is a very specific point in time when you need to be asking yourselves these questions. When you're very, very early on in your course business, the one, well, there's really two questions, three, that you need to be asking yourself. (laughs) Do I have an incredible offer that speaks to the hearts and minds of my people? Uh, Do I have leads to that offer, the volume of which, you know, will fulfill the sales goal that I have? And do I have a selling system that works? They're the three questions you need to ask yourself. You don't need to bother yourself with any of this other stuff. It is a distraction. Don't solve problems that you do not yet have. Okay, so if there's any of my launchpad peeps that are listening to this podcast episode and they're like, I want to start doing all of this sort of thing. If you're not yet at the point where you have those three questions answered, don't distract yourself with this stuff. If you do, so in terms of like the right time to ask yourself these questions, it is really once you have those three questions answered. You have leads, even if it's not the amount that you necessarily want. You do have leads and you know how to get traffic. You, you know, you have that to an extent sorted. You have a selling system, even if you want to make it better, right? And you have an offer that sells. You can't be super struggling to be making sales. So once you're in that position, here are some of the like questions that you want to ask yourself to diagnose the health of your business. Number one, end game. Are you clear on whether you want a cash flow business 
or an exit business and exactly what that looks like in terms of success. So are you clear on whether you want a cash flow business or an exit business? And so what I mean by that, I have touched on this before, but there are essentially two types of businesses. There are businesses that you build for cash flow. They're generally very difficult to exit. So difficult to sell because they're tied to your personal brand, because they inherently involve a lot of you. Maybe the marketing channels really inherently involve a lot of you. For example, you have a podcast or something along those lines. And your personal brand generally is very closely tied to the business. And so it makes it more difficult to sell. Those businesses can be very highly profitable because it is a superpower to have a strong personal brand. That means that you can have a high cash flow business if you do it the right way. And if you're intentional about not running it with the advice that people give for exit businesses, so you've got to be clear on what your end game is. Now, an exit business is a business where you are intentionally building it to exit and to sell for hopefully a big paycheck that will bankroll at least your next few years and maybe the rest of your days. <laughs> so you've got to be clear on what your end game is. You ideally want to be clear on that from the second that you start your business. Is there the ability to change that? Yeah, there is. There absolutely is. But it can be more difficult to do that, right? If you decide that, okay, I actually want an exit business and you've got a really strong personal brand and everything's built around your personal brand and you know, you haven't been prioritizing the things that would give you an exit. It's like turning a really slow ship around. So the first question is, are you clear on your end game? And are you very specifically clear on what success looks like in terms of that end game? So where is this thing headed? Where is this old ship sailing to? <laughs> I think it's really common for us to start our businesses because we're just sick of working for the men and, you know, we want freedom and maybe we put a little bit of thought into what the end game is, but not really. Getting very specific about what the end game is in terms of exactly to the dollar how much profit you want your business to give you. Being very, very specific about how much time you want to be spending in the business and maybe more the amount of time you don't want to be spending in the business, what sort of business model you would need to develop in order to give you those things. All of those questions are so important because otherwise you're sailing that big old cruise ship in the complete opposite direction. And then if you ever want to turn it around, it's going to be very difficult to do so. So the number one indicator in terms of the health of a business, I think, is when the, the founder has a very clear intent on what their end game is. It means that they are then strategically making decisions about what it is that they're doing this whole thing for. Question number two is related to profit. The question is, are you clear on the net profit margin that you need in your business to provide you with a CEO salary that exceeds all of your living, investing, and safety net needs. When I say net profit margin, I mean the profit margin that is your cash in hand at the end of the day. Are you clear on how much profit your cash flow business needs in order to deliver you the lifestyle and investments that you want in life. If you're not clear on that number and you're not specifically reverse engineering into that number, you're going to land yourself in hot water. You're completely unaligned with uh, 
well, it actually almost comes back to end game, doesn't it? Like if you're clear on the end game and you're clear on what you want in business and in life, then you can reverse engineer into what we call inside of legacy, the profit optimized business model that will very specifically allow you to achieve that. Inside of the legacy program, we will work with you on this in a huge fashion because if you can get that crystal clear clarity on what we call your personal profit goal, so your net profit margin that you need and what that number actually is, you're number one, not only able to reverse engineer into a business model to achieve it, but you're going to number two, be so much more inspired to do the damn thing because you know what it's going to give you at the end of the day. There is a very big difference between just like slogging it out and slogging it out and not really knowing what this whole thing is for and then very intentionally knowing this is what this hard work now is going to get me later. So number two is being clear on the net profit margin that you need inside of your business. Are you clear on that? Yes, kind of, or no. Question number three is related to time. The question is, do you spend 80% or more of your time in what I like to call, well, not just me, this is a very commonly known term, uh, in the genius zone. So the genius zone essentially refers to the most impactful, joyful, useful work that only you can do inside of your business. It is the type of work that just feels like when you're doing it, you're in flow, time just goes on. It is high value work. So it is worth, you know, those thousand dollar an hour activities within your business. And generally it's like, four to five percent of the things that you do, if I'm completely honest, right? There is like very few things that are the real genius zone task. So it's about identifying what they are, but then also making sure that you're spending 80% or more of your time doing those things. So ask yourself the question, are you doing that? If you're not, what do you need to do to close that gap so that you are? Okay, so the next question is related to the delivery of your offers and how you have set them up. Now, with a course business, regardless of whether you have a completely hands-off evergreen course or you have a group program that has higher touch elements or you have a mastermind that has some one-to-one in it, whatever the way that you have put together the offer suite in your online education business, the delivery question that I want you to ask is this. Do you spend five hours a week or less on front-facing activities to deliver your offers? Now, there is nuance to this question, but the answer gives you a good overall picture on how leveraged your course business is. Now, for most of us, we've entered into this industry because we want leverage. We want to be able to deeply impact people without being on -on one-on-one calls all day or without, you know, repeating ourselves over and over in individual consultations, for example. And so if you haven't intentionally designed your offer suite to provide you with maximum leverage without sacrificing impact, then that is something for you to look at. A lot of the time we kind of make this pick mix of offers. And I see this a lot with people that go in with like a higher end offer. So like a group program or a mastermind and they'll equate like their hours because this is what they did when they had a service business or a coaching business, right? They equate the actual hours with the amount of value in the program. And so they'll just completely max themselves out and then they're not enjoying any of the leverage that they created the offer for in the first place. A lot of the time they get completely burnt out 
and they shut it down. I don't know if you're, you know, if you're in this space, you would have heard and seen a lot of higher-end group program and mastermind offers recently, people just shutting their doors on them. And I just find it fascinating because it means that they've created programs that were unaligned with the way that they wanted to deliver and the energetic way that they were able and had the capacity to show up in. So you need to look at how many hours are you spending on the front-facing activities? And probably the other question there as well is how energetically lit up are you by those things? So the next question is related to finance. And the question is, do you have a system set up for tracking your sales revenue, cash collected, and revenue as monthly recurring revenue every single month? There are a lot of people out there, and I'm like mortified by it, that aren't able with, you know, pinpoint accuracy, able to say when they're going to run out of money or when the payment plans in their business are going to dry up, or how much money they can expect in March and then April and then May. That is no way to run a business. It is literally the same as putting a pillowcase over your head and pointing at a random object and just guessing. <laughs> and that is, it's, it's no way to run your life and it's no way to run your business. And It's really important once you've got the money coming in, again, don't solve problems that you don't yet have, but once you have money coming in, being able to track it and forecast out what the health of your business is going to look like next month, next quarter, and next year. If you can't do that, it's going to be really hard to do things like budget. And if you can't budget, you can't do things like bring on team or invest in marketing without just, you know, packing your pants at night, wondering whether you've spent too much. (laughs) And you can't do things like be really strategic with the promotions that you're running. You're probably doing too much because you're so stressed. You're like, oh, I never want to run out of money. So I've got to do this and this and this and all of the things. Whereas if you knew, okay, so this is what the runway looks like for me. I have a really clear system for tracking my sales revenue, for tracking the cash coming in every month. I'm able to say, okay, well, maybe I only need to do two promotions every single year. Like maybe I can actually do less because I'm really clear on what the needle moving activities are. So the next question to ask yourself is related to finances again, but rather than looking at it from the perspective of things that you have already done and the cash that you have already made in terms of sales revenue, Flipping it and looking at the future. So specifically, the question is, do you have a process in place for building out revenue projections to forward plan in your business? Now, there is a very big difference between making projections based on sales revenue. Sales revenue means the amount of money that you brought in, but that isn't yet realized. So let's say, for example, you made $100,000 in sales revenue in a launch, but a lot of that was from payment plans. So let's say that $60,000 of that was from payment plans that would come in over the next six to 12 months, right? That is very different. to So the sales revenue there would be $40,000 and then the like forecasted cash, which may or may not come in, right? People might default. There might be a pandemic and everyone just shuts the gates, right? Uh, is $60,000. And so 
you need to have a process in place for building out projections to forward plan inside of your business. And you can't just make these projections based on sales revenue. Now, it's very difficult not to do that without having very sophisticated spreadsheets, like the one that we have in Legacy, that forecast out things like payment plans. So for example, let's say that you make a goal to make $100,000 in the next quarter. And then you might say, okay, well, my offer is $1,000, therefore I need to make 100 sales of my $1,000 offer in order to reach my goal, okay? And so then you're like, okay, cool, so that's what I need to do. I need to get 100 sales of this $1,000 offer. But you might then not be taking into account that everyone might pay on a payment plan And then rather than having $100,000 coming into your business that month, you actually will only end up with like $10,000 coming into your business because the rest of it is in, in payment plans. And so that can really easily land you in hot water because you don't have the money there to make the budgeting choices that you thought you might be able to make. It's basically an unsophisticated way of doing projections. So When you're answering this question, I want you to think about how sophisticated your method of doing this is. So the question again is, do you have a process in place for building out revenue projections to forward plan in your business? So the next question is in relation to metrics. So we're getting through quite a few of these here. And remember, if you do want all of these, DM me at the.course.cartels, so not just the few that we're talking about in this podcast episode, but the entire 76-point diagnostic that we share inside of Legacy. DM me at the.course.cartel with the word CEO, and if you are a course creator, you'll get it. I'll send it to you. So the next question is related to metrics. The question is, do you have a scoreboard of key metrics to use to get a picture of the health of the marketing, sales, delivering, and operations activities inside of your business? This is the difference between guessing that there might be a reason for why you're not reaching the goals that you have and knowing what the reason is for why you're not reaching the goals that you have. This will save you so much in terms of time and energy. There are so many people that based on emotion go and solve the wrong problem. They have a bad launch and they say, oh my gosh, nobody is buying the offer in these recession times. And then I'll go and check their sales page and they had eight people look at it. They just didn't have the traffic. And so If you had metrics in place and a regular metrics tracking cadence, you would know at literally a click what is working in your business and what isn't. And so you need to know that from the perspective of all of the sales funnels in your business, you need to be able to have a traffic light system. So for example, inside of Legacy, we have systems that we're going to hand to our clients that are like, you plug the numbers in and we give you like the whole standard operating procedure for plugging the numbers in so that you don't need to do it. You just give it to someone else to do it. Hopefully a team member. And if you don't have a team member, we give you all of the frameworks for getting a team member. But yeah, so plugging the numbers in and then it has conditional formatting in the spreadsheets where it literally tells you this part of the funnel is red. Therefore, you need to fix this part of the funnel, right? So you need to have this for your sales funnel. You need to have it for your sales tracking. So knowing how many sales are coming in, when that revenue is coming in, 
you need to have it for your traffic in terms of the sources of your traffic. So it's one thing to know that 100 people went to your sales page. It's another thing to know that 99 of those came from your podcast. So rather than starting a TikTok account and trying to learn the ins and outs of TikTok, you could then just say, I'm actually just going to keep growing my podcast because I've got a lot of traffic coming from there and they're buying. So that's an important sort of metric data point. And then lastly, scoreboards. You've got to have a scoreboard where you are very clear on the lead and lag metrics in your business that give you a a snapshot of its overall health. So, for example, from a marketing perspective, how many podcast downloads did you get last week? That's an example of a qualitative KPI. An example of a quantitative is how many podcast episodes did I release last month, right? So you've got to have all of these metrics because when you have them, you can, number one, get a very quick snapshot of the health of your business. Now, the reason why that is so helpful is that when you bring on team, rather than micromanaging them and, you know, uh, giving them uh, task after task and wondering whether they're doing them and breathing down their neck, you can just look at the scoreboard and be like, well, is my marketing person performing? And if everything is in red, then there's an issue. Either it's the wrong, right person in the wrong seat or uh, they're slacking off or uh, they need additional training or uh, something else, right? So that is metrics. Do you have a weekly scoreboard of, of key metrics that you use to get a picture of the health of the marketing, sales, delivery and operations activities in your business? The next question to ask is around project management. So do you have a seamless back-end skeleton for your business with a fully fleshed out project management system? I liken having a great project management system in your business to being the backbone of your business, right? So it is the thing that is holding this whole thing together, (laughs) And there is a very big difference between a robust project management system that literally includes everything. It's almost like I call it the command center because it is the one-stop shop for your entire business. It houses all of your projects that you do on a quarterly basis. So your launches, any big projects that you're completing and every task that needs to be done for those All of your tasks, all of your recurring daily, weekly, monthly tasks with standard operating procedures linked to each one so that anyone could come in and perform those tasks. It is literally like the entire project management system has every repeatable task in your business with instructions for how to do it so that anyone could come in, just take over the reins, read the instructions, and then they could, you know, roll it out in your business. It is having libraries for housing all of your curriculum, all of your key files, housing everything that you're doing with your testimonials, having a big testimonial database, not ever looking for a document. So if you're the sort of person that is like, oh, someone's just asked me for, you know, my ABN and company registration, but I have no idea where it is. And you start going through emails and you're looking through old files and all of the things. When you have a really robust project management system, that is all in there. It is itemized, it is color-coded, it is a beautiful thing. You have one tool that you open up every single day that basically runs your business, tells you what you need to be doing every day, tells you what your team is doing, tells you what your team worked on. So that is project management. You have a seamless project management system and backend inside of your business. So the next question is in relation to 
workflow. The question is, do you have a system and workflow in place to manage your time productively, always focused on the most important task in your business? So this really is related to your own personal habits, productivity, and efficiency. It is one thing to have a project management system with everything that needs to be done. It is a very different thing to know what the most impactful thing is to do, to set aside focus, deep work time to get that thing done and to actually in a very systematic way without ever experiencing burnout, getting those things done. Do you have that? Do you have that personal habit and productivity system? All right. Like I said, if you do want all of these data points, a few that I was going to continue to touch on were things like accounting, you know, how to set up a chart of accounts in your accounting system, knowing what your profit and loss is, having a quarterly planning cadence for mapping your sales revenue and your campaigns and your budgets and your promos, having the tools to know what recurring tasks you have in your business so that you can hire a lean team and give them systems to complete those things, having clearly documented processes for all recurring tasks in your business. And there's a lot more. Having visibility over whether you are nailing each of these questions, whether you kind of have them sorted or whether there's something that you just haven't got sorted at all yet is transformational because it gives you a roadmap for what you need to do to get you from where you are, a course creator that, you know, has has had that first sweet taste of success. They've got the marketing, they've got the offer, they've got things starting to work for them but they still feel so far away from that lifestyle business sweet spot that we talk about in all of our marketing. Having these things and awareness of them and essentially diagnosing the health of your business at the end of, you know, the full diagnostic, there's 76 points, like I said, you'll give yourself a score and you'll know straight away, okay, so here's where I need to be and you can just track every quarter you know, has my score increased? Where am I at now? I've gone from 20 to 36 to 54. It's a really measurable way of getting to something that is so sexy, that lifestyle business sweet spot, but you've got to take the steps, the unsexy steps to get there. And I love having really tangible ways to measure those things rather than just being like, oh, it's still so far off in the distance. So seeing that score improving all of the time is my way of doing that. So if you want to get your hands on the full 76-point business diagnostic for established course creators to give you a picture of the health of your online course business, head to the.course.cartel over on Instagram and DM me CEO. That is all you have to DM and we will send that over to you. All right, guys, that is it for today's podcast episode. We are nearing the date for our live private training for established course creators that are keen to work towards the lifestyle business sweet spot. If you haven't yet applied for the training, please make sure that you do that today. The link to do so is in the show notes. And until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so that you get new episodes to your device every single week. 
And if you're a current or aspiring course creator ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot, head to www.thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you the complete roadmap. It will all be laid out for you.